Hi there. Welcome to Live at Gilmore Guitars. I'm David Gilmore, and on today's podcast, it's a guy that I've known since he was just a kid, just a teenager. It's Levi Cuss, Live at Gilmore Guitars. Gilmore Guitars, Chad Gillies, a.k.a. Levi Cuss. How you doing, man? How's it going? It's great to see you. Thanks for uh, making the trip down from Calgary. You, you've been living in Calgary for a couple years now, um, and you and I have known each other for a long time. Uh, we were talking earlier here uh, that uh, you and I have known each other since you were about 17 or 18 years old. Yeah. Maybe a little bit younger. It's like 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been about 30 years almost. Yeah, it's a long time, man. Because uh, you were in high school, and I think it was your grandparents that lived across the street in the little cul-de-sac that our friend Andy Jeans lived in, and you ended up working for Andy. I did work for Andy. That wasn't my grandparents. That was a that was a family friend. Okay. But but she knew Andy somehow. Yeah. And uh, and and I ended up uh, working for him. And you guys were uh, obviously thick as thieves. And yeah. And so. Yeah. Andy and I are still tight. Yeah. Although although with uh, the COVID, we we don't get to see each other as much as you know we would probably like. But uh, yeah, we're you know lifelong. 
Yeah. He he's my brother from another mother. Yeah, he's your people. <laughs> yeah. He's my people too. I, I love yeah. him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great dude. So um you're in Calgary. You're still writing songs. You're still doing all of all of the things that you've been doing here for probably 15, 20 years now since uh, you moved back from Costa Rica. Yeah. So how what what's going on in in your life? So uh, I mean, obviously with the COVID, there's it's a tough um, it's a tough go financially with music. I mean, there's no you know there's no outlets, but uh, this has been my busiest year. Uh, as far as uh, making music because it is there is no financial outlet the everything is cheaper to like I mean it's more accessible there's more um, good good deals to be had from good producers and stuff like that right now so okay so I've kind of taken advantage of that a little bit I've I've put out um, I've put out 15 no I put out a seven song uh, record and then a three-songer, and I'm ready to release another three-song. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, now you've been using Steve Dawson down in Nashville uh, uh, for a long time, right? Like, yeah. Like the the Murder of Crows was yeah. act, which that song that you just did uh, was on was on Murder of Crows, yeah. and uh, you actually went down to Nashville to record that one, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was my first big. That was my first big go around. That was my second record. I did make yeah. one in in um, a friend's garage here, which was uh, quite a to yeah. do with Curtis with Curtis Pegu actually. Yep. And um, I just this year I also released one that I did with Curtis. So we did it like a, I think it was a seven. I think it was seven tracks we did. We oh, and you did all of them with with Curtis all, all the way through with Curtis. Like okay, from nice. Start to finish. Yeah, yeah. And it was a really. Uh, it was a beautiful thing. I mean, me and Curtis are. I, I, I think uh, musical. I don't know what it's like. Musical soulmates, brother. Like yeah. say, we're, we're brothers. Like I mean, uh, it's a. It's 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 more than music. It's it's a friendship. It's, right. It's it's uh, like I mean he's. He's a good human being. He teaches me how to behave sometimes. Yeah, he's and he's a a, a, a artistic guy, a creative guy. He's he's pretty uh, astute. Yeah, there's he's got a lot of things going on from from being a jeweler, being you know a, a full on jazz musician, being a record producer, being a, one of my favorite songwriters in the world. Great bass player uh, as well. Yeah, yeah. Just creative, creative genius, and uh, and he pushes me. Yeah, because he's he's not a um, he's never out of line, so I trust him. Yeah. So when he can tell, like, so you know, some people can tell you, you know, wow, you need to do this or you need to do that, but with Curtis, like, it's just instinctive. He he doesn't ever say it unless it right is true. Okay, yeah, which is a beautiful thing for me. So uh, you did mention uh, before we started the podcast that you were working, uh, having Steve Dawson do some some more stuff with you. So how technically are you approaching that? Are you are you doing ghost tracks with with Curtis and then and then? Yeah. So with the COVID, what we do uh, this has been a beautiful thing. So uh, I'm going to sell Steve Dawson on this too. I mean, this is a this is just a naturally beautiful thing. So so I mean. What we do is I, I'll go into um, I'll go into uh, Curtis Pegu's studio. Yeah. We'll lay down a guitar track and a vocal track. Yeah. We'll ship that off to um, Nashville yeah. to, to Steve Dawson. He will uh, send it to uh, his friend uh, Gary Gregg, who is a uh, 
brilliant drummer. He 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 plays with um, Colin Linden and all the okay, yeah, yeah. guys. Like he is like. So obviously, you're you're recording the ghost tracks with Click. Uh, nope. These guys, these guys are brilliant musicians. These guys can do anything. Bold. Yeah. Bold. It, it, it happens, <laughs> and it happens the way it happens. And it's an interesting process because it actually starts with the drummer in this process, which is super interesting to me. So, so I lay, I do my uh, guitar and my in uh, my uh, vocal. Right. Uh, then Gary Gregg does the drums. Then um, Jeremy. I think his name's Jeremy Holmes. Oh, I hate that. But he's a, he's a yeah. phenomenal bass player. He plays with uh, everybody in Vancouver, so he's he's a Vancouver guy. Okay. He um, well, he Steve does, Dawson is originally a Vancouver guy, yeah, is he not? Yeah. So yeah. He, that's where that's yeah. where they grew that relationship. Right. Um, he plays like in Cousin Harley, and like I mean, he's he's a beast. Yeah. This guy's he's beast. So and then uh, Dawson cleans it all up. He he puts a little vocal uh some some my rock and roll pixie dust yeah yeah some <laughs> the, the, the nashville magic whatever that is and uh man in a week five hundred dollars i have a track that's a radio ready track that is just killer that's a really good price yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's brilliant it's brilliant like it doesn't get like nice and, 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 and so how many have you done with with steve in in with using this process so since the covid uh since we did it like this i've done uh six okay so so i always use curtis begu as the as the uh get down the vocal and the and the guitar and then right. uh, because he's my i couldn't trust myself i couldn't trust myself i don't <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a sad state of affairs when it comes to that so curtis can always give me a good well it's nice witness. to have a guy yeah. right yeah yeah, a guy that you can really trust is, yeah. is, is a beautiful thing. So, so uh, we he pushes me to the edge sometimes. I think we did one. I don't even want to say it, but I think we did like, I think we did uh, like eighty takes. Wow. On, a, on one vocal because it was a song that Curtis had written. Okay. And we did uh, like some stuff that I don't do, and he pushed. He just like he's just like. <laughs> Just make it happen. Like, okay. So and so and he's so patient and he's so uh, so such a beautiful guy. Like it was so lovely. Like I, it didn't. Even, it wasn't even painful at all. I, I'm actually surprised that you would uh, record something that you hadn't written. Not not that, mm-hmm. but it's because uh, you're. I'm a songwriter. You're, and that's all you're, I really am. You're, you're a very prolific songwriter. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I write all the time, and I, I throw I throw I throw away more than I ever record. And, uh, but I have this, like, I have this real, uh, thing. Me and Curtis have this like really beautiful open thing where we can just like bounce off each other and, 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 and talk ideas. And right. I never like, you know, songwriting is so, uh, insecure so but me and him are just like ah, whatever that so stinks like whatever. we're, we're going to talk about songwriting okay but let's get another song in okay. all right so uh that first song that we did uh, uh red city river yeah. was from murder of crows yeah. uh this next song uh tell me a little bit about it so this, this uh, no mind. next one is called pay no mind i put this on my very very first record and you can't find this record anywhere uh, on like it's not on Amazon or any of that stuff. I do. I think I might have a CD. I know Kurt. I know Kurt Pegu has a CD, but that that record um, that was a special moment. Like uh, we recorded that in a in a friend of mine's um, garage, and and that was my first interaction with Curtis Pegu. Okay. And and uh, it was life changing. Like I mean, it, it literally just like 
it was shocking like he was like everybody was just so it was so authentic and so sincere like it was so beautiful and and the record um uh i mean acoustically is great but my vocal is like really gruff and like really like it was really when i was first learning and i mm -hmm. I, I i i wouldn't it doesn't like the, the, like sonically it sounds really like excellent excellent producer excellent everything yeah, is great the recording just, is great but just, but just my performance i, I, I it well, hurts my feelings a little bit. i i can tell you as as a guy that does creative stuff on a daily basis mm -hmm. it's really hard to look at your own stuff and say that's okay right you know? right so 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 uh this one's so this one's uh so this pam no mind is uh so we're going back a bit. We're going way back, but I'm releasing this also right now. So is this a, a song that Curtis has produced, or so, no? Th or this is one of the Steve Dawson ones. So this is so Curtis did the vocal and the guitar track, yep. and Dawson did the and Dawson did the guitars and all that stuff. Awesome. So, so you can have a good uh, comparison. All right, live at Gilmore Guitars, Levi Cuss. Band no mind. Secret. Nobody knows his name. A house on the hill. Everything's the same. She blew through the good times. Didn't pay him no mind. You opened your eyes. Those hands on the inside. Gilmore Guitars, Levi Cuss. Nicely done, sir. Let's talk a little bit about songwriting yeah. now. Uh, as we mentioned, you've been writing songs for a long time now, and you're, you're a very prolific songwriter. How did you get started doing it? How, when, did you, when did you know that you could write a song? So, uh, so this is an interesting thing. So I, I, th I think I was always born a poet, and, and uh, I always had lyrics. I had no music 
ability, but I always had these lyrics and I always had this passion. And probably by the time I was 16, I realized that nobody wanted me to be in their band. So, <laughs> so, so I had to pick up, so I picked up, so I picked up a guitar and, and I started learning how to play it. And, and, and to, to, because I, I needed to get my words out, these words were like, you know, they're prophetic. They're, they're, they're yeah. this is my soul, you know, like this isn't like, I'm not just like, you know, talking about some cool shit or, or, or being a hipster or whatever. I mean, this is my like authentic beast here. Like I, I my, mm -hmm. my passion, my love, you know? So, so I, I started slowly learning the guitar and, uh, and just, man, I think I knew three chords and I, I, I probably had written about 136 songs or something like that. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a, to go around so how is your uh, your approach to to songwriting, to songwriting? so uh, it's interesting because it develops more as I get older so I mean before it was just kind of like um, you know grabbing inspiration out of the out of the wind you know and and, and that was kind of like the, the the start of my thing and there was no real necessary way I mean other than some some days I'd I'd be you know practicing something trying to learn something on a guitar and I'd I kind of like trying to learn something on guitar and I'd always learn it wrong right and then it would turn into a song okay because that was kind of like my, my blessing in dyslexia so uh as a, a poet are yeah. the the lyrics always what come first or do you pick up a guitar and try to to do it all together at the same time so generally i, I like i mean i'm a pretty simple guitar player as you know like i i i, I like to keep my my thing pretty simple mm -hmm. i sometimes uh, most of the time i'll write lyrics first but sometimes not sometimes I'll, I'll i'll get the guitar i've been doing this weird thing right now i've been getting so lately i've been doing this like i meditate like I've been like ferociously meditating, which is I know is a really weird thing, as you because you've known me for so long mm -hmm. as a partier and all <laughs> these things, right? But so I've been I've been meditating and almost like channeling words. Like I like two nights ago I wrote I would say five songs in about four minutes, as fast as I could write them down. Just stream of consciousness. Just yeah, just just burning them up, and and they're about. It's coherent. It's shocked. Like I was shocked. Okay. Because there's been this like, this push to do this. Like it's almost like trusting yourself or maybe even loving yourself or something. I mean, a little okay. interesting, but so that's been my kind of my vibe. And then I, what I do is I go in after and I, and then I write, a, then I, I write the words out and then I, and then I'll bring a guitar and just something. Comes. So do you jam that lyric into a melody with, with the guitar or do you kind of edit as you're going? Yeah. So, so yeah. So what happens is that it's just a, like a, a mess of words and it's, it's coherent, but I mean, you have to, you've got a story. You got to Yeah. You've got to figure it out and how it fits in and, and you just, you don't want to change it too much, but you got to change it enough to make it make sense. And, and, and like, like sense is a tricky thing because it all makes sense but it do, it doesn't make necessarily make sense in a like okay this is the verse and this is the right the the, the chorus or whatever so just from so, a yeah. kind of a musical yeah. theory standpoint yeah, yeah like so then i like kind of punch like okay this needs four lines so i take four lines and etch it out and and then there's the chorus and and you know that's oh that goes good with that and that can fit here and it just makes it happen yeah really what about good. influences influences because you've got you've got a very sort of distinct style mm -hmm. in the way that you you perform the way you sing and the way you play the guitar mm -hmm. um and i'm just kind of wondering what what influences you to, to go where you do yeah well that's an interesting thing because i 
I, I mean, I have my influences, like, but I don't know if they influenced me. <laughs> Does that even make sense? I, like, I mean, like, I love, like, I mean, I love, like, Tyler Childers, and I love, like, uh, I, I mean, anybody, like, basically anybody on that uh, Yellowstone. Did you have you ever seen? Have I, you seen that? I haven't seen it yet. A you lot gotta of, go see it just for the music. Of, just for the music. A lot of guys are talking about it, but I haven't it's, seen it yet. Every good, every good band that I've ever loved, like Jason Isbell, like uh, he's one of my favorites. Yeah, like I just I love Isbell. Like, yeah. like, I don't think I feel I don't feel like I play like him. I, I like his authenticity though. But these are all guys that are current now, so they right. would they wouldn't have been the guys that that influenced, that influenced you to write songs. Totally true. So I mean, if you, if I want to get down to that, I mean, like let's like I mean Steve Earle. For sure, okay. like I mean, yep. like Steve, like Steve Earle could spit on a sidewalk, and I would love buy Steve Earle. Yeah, always have. Yeah, yeah, he's just he's a, he's just a real like he's a real deal. Like I feel like if I, I, I like I don't feel like I like necessarily play exactly like him or something like that, but as a man and as his struggle and as as how he's like worked his way through that, he has not beautiful. been without struggles for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's real authentic, you know, like that's, it's real honest. Mm -hmm. That's what I love. I love those guys. Like, I love those old guys like that. I mean, even old blues guys, like, like, uh, man, I don't know, like, who's, who, you name a, like, uh, man, like, what about even like Dave Von Ronk or like, I mean, I don't know, there's a ton of guys, like, just anybody who's like real, like, anybody who didn't make it, who's a real great artist. John Prine. Yeah, like John Prine. Oh my God, like, of course, like John Bryan, like oh yeah, like any of these guys, any of these guys. Like I, I remember I was in Texas listening to that. Uh, I got dosed with that first John Prime record when he's sitting on the in the hay bales. Yeah, that melted my little soul, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Lord. yeah, oh, so good, so good. Yeah. Well, and we were talking earlier. Uh, another guy that uh, you know, people that know know that, but the people that don't don't. Mm -hmm. Kevin Welsh. Yeah, I, I actually got I, I got to uh, I, I got to spend a week with him in in uh, the Bamp. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And man, he like he like guys like that like that those guys, you know. Yeah. I, I would be honored. Like I mean, I'd be honored if I was like you know, uh, you know, when I die, if they if they said like, you know, people from the next generation started picking me up and going, this guy had yeah. something. Yeah. Maybe he didn't catch on right now, but boy, he he had something. Yeah. You know. He's special. Nice. Like, that, that'd be really Blaze cool. Foley. Like Blaze Foley. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk a little bit more about songwriting and influences and that sort of stuff, but let's get another song in. All right. What are we going to do now? That's a good question. What are we going to do? Um, let's do... Uh, I'm going to do a song called... Um, what did I call that? All for the losing. All for the losing. All yeah. for the losing. Yeah. So and this is a newer song. So this one's yeah. So this one uh, is in those three that I haven't uh, that I ha that I was I was telling you just before the interview yeah. that, that I haven't released them yet. Uh, I'm waiting on just a couple of things to, to get sorted out, and then and then uh, and and sh they're they're all in the can. They're all they're all sitting on my computer. They're all I'm, just ready to go. I'm just like I'm just like even I even have a video for one, and I'm just. I, I'm the guy who's like, you know, die first, ask questions later. So, <laughs> yep. but we've just had some like some ask to not release them yet. So, so I'm just like I'm just chomping at the bit. But all right, well, yeah. let's get this one uh, on the podcast. It's Levi Cuss live at Gilmore Guitars. She's so high on 
Gilmore guitars, Levi Cuss. So you're a you're a man of of many interesting things. Um, you had just mentioned that uh, you're meditating and and getting songs out of meditation. Uh, and earlier, uh, when we were having a conversation, you were talking about ice bathing. Yeah. And how this has completely changed your life. Shocking. Talk to me a little bit about why. And how you got there and, yeah. and and what it's all about. So so uh, ice bathing is like this, uh, it's this new thing and it's kind of like, I think it's like kind of like all the rage. Like, I mean, I don't care about that anyways, but, but it's just a weird thing. It's called uh, the Wim Hof method. And uh, so, but what happened to me was, well, I mean, I'd, ha- I'd been having a lot of struggles. I had a lot of inflammation problems from 
hard drinking and like you know this that excessive life and yeah and, and working all that yeah working and get beating myself up like doing heavy heavy grunt work when i wasn't playing music i was i was always you know labor guy like always door guy or whatever um i got in a uh, last february i got in a wicked wicked car accident it, and this guy cut across seven lanes and he hit me head on and he and, and, and i i was okay i braced the impact front ways uh, but then he, he, he spun and I just smashed my head off the top rail of the, of the car and, uh, I, I blacked out, uh, the EMS picked me up and it was just like, whoa. So then I started going through this process of healing this and, uh, I, I'm laying in my bed for, I think I laid in my bed for around two months in the dark, just trying to like get my bearings. Like I thought I was like a write off. Yeah. Um, and then right about that time, COVID hit, right? Yes. So I was like, oh, nice. So I have no, there's no healthcare. My healthcare was thrown out the window. Right. And literally the same day, just a buddy of mine randomly sends me this thing. He's like, have you ever seen this? This 70 year old guy is climbing Mount Everest in his shorts. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, hmm. So I started watching this thing. Hey, like I'm laying in my bed. I got a lot of time on my hands. Yeah. I watch this thing and, and this guy is, uh, He's breaking world records. He 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 climbs. Uh, he climb. He takes guys, and in four days, he can climb them up Mount Kilimanjaro, like with no uh, reset for for the height and all that stuff. Like all those all those things that should kill people. Yeah. And he's like through the breathing and through these ice baths. He's he's making just the average Joe be able to climb a climb a mountain in their shorts. So it's crazy. Just, yeah, it's, it's crazy. insane. It's insane. I have so, no frame of reference for no, that. Yeah, well, uh, I'm going to just tell you this. So, so I mean, I literally healed like 20 years of back pain. I literally healed uh, my, my knee problems, my hip problems. I, ha- I had every problem. I mean, I was a write-off. My, this, this whole neck and this stuff, all of it healed. Uh, and, my, and my brain injury is like... 90 percent better like it's 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 they're looking at me saying like wow so the you talk about the brain injury obviously from the car crash yeah to what extent did was the damage so so they i never even got a chance to go to the brain trauma you know because of covid it shut they shut it down i had i had all the appointments all set up and and then they just they just shut everything down there was no there's never i've had like ct scans and stuff like that but there's no there's no like estimation my honestly my doctor after like 10 times in going to him over a, like a six month period he, he looked at me and he goes did you have a did you have a car accident <laughs> I was like wow it's like this is how good my healthcare has been yeah but this but this but this uh ice bathing and this breathing has just like reinvigorated me man I, I'm like strong like a bull now man. like like when I was like like when I was like a kid like when I was like so explain more. the process of an ice bath what what are you doing sure so so I I uh what I do is I I, I have a freezer full of ice packs okay I I dump uh the, the just cold water into the into the tub and then I put the ice packs in there. I get the water down to zero. So like zero is freaking cold. Yeah. Like when you turn on your shower, just cold, it's around 10. So mm-hmm. zero is cold. So, and I sit in there for 10 minutes and I meditate. I just, I just, I can, I can actually like, it's so comfortable now. I can fall asleep in that, in that 10 minutes. Like it, it's, something clicks in your brain and you just turn like back to the, like to the animals that we 
that we were. But it's like a conscious animal now. Okay. You know what I mean? Like a, a, a Well, and, and we were having this conversation earlier when you were telling me about you were doing the, these ice baths. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it stands to reason that animals now can live outside in the winter. Mm-hmm. We as human beings probably did too at one time. Exactly. And we've just, you know, acclimatized ourselves to live indoors. Mm-hmm. Like how, much, how much more fur does a cow have than us? Not much. Well... Like your hair, that, that that yeah, <laughs> the the hide's a bit a bit thicker. Yeah, but still. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about all that. But yeah, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Like, not that much though. Mm-hmm. Like maybe if we worked on it. I don't know. If you want, if you want to. <laughs> you you got the big beard. You could just turn right? into the wind, and you'd be like a buffalo. I'd be fine. I'd be fine. <laughs> a couple more inches. It, so. It's crazy, but you you you're you're a diehard believer in the ice bath thing. Yeah, man, life changing. Like it's changed my life. It's it's given me back my power. I feel like I'm in control of my life now. Okay. I never, ever felt in control of my life ever, ever before. And for the purposes of the podcast, you are off the booze. You're not doing the, it's. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent clean living, like eating rice for breakfast and granola and like, like 90% uh, vegetarian, uh, and one big protein meal in the night because hey, I'm just... Hey, 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 hang on. I'm an animal. You, you cannot be 90% vegetarian. Either yeah. you're a vegetarian no. or you're not. Well, so, so, so meat makes, inflames my joints and stuff like that. So I took... I, I, I just Like red meat or... I know all kinds of meat. Really? Yeah. yeah. I just don't... I just don't... I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know if I digested it right or, or what. But so what I've... Just, just what happened naturally, I didn't even set out to do this or anything. Uh, I end up eating... Um, like I eat about uh, a vegan meal in the morning, uh, a vegetarian meal in the afternoon, and then for supper I just eat whatever I want. Right. Because I'm an animal. Because ice bathing. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you, you look good, Levi. Yeah, like, you look good. Thank you. I appreciate you, that. You look like you're you're very healthy. Yeah. And you you seem like you're a happy dude. So yeah, that, that's I, awesome. The love is on hot on my tail right now, man. It is a weird. It is weird, man. My kids, like 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 it's a, it's an interesting thing. Things are attracting to me like uh, never before, man. I used to be hard. I was the hard luck guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Now I feel like I'm the lucky guy. Good for you. Yeah, it's crazy. Awesome. And on that lucky note, let's get one last song here on the podcast. And this song blew it all away. Uh, where does this song come from? So this one's off of uh, 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 what is it? <laughs> Brain injury. <laughs> uh, j- just below radio, uh, the, the two. Yeah, the, the double, two that the double, you did. Yeah, yeah double CD. Um, the, the double CD that you taped together yeah. to make it a double. Yeah, it was a double. It was a half a double. <laughs> so this is like, uh, that, it's it's an interesting thing. That that CD failed a little bit. It didn't fail. It just didn't get promoted right. I think uh, in my fa- that was my failure. Right. Um, I uh, this I I believe that this song is my probably the best song I've ever written to me. Okay. Yeah. Live at Gilmore Guitars. It's Levi Cuss.
confession It breeds obsession She opened her mouth to crows Flew out And she's my sweet thing My mother's milk And she's my cocaine Without a guilt Live a life leather Built for pleasure sets you free And the war on drugs is in your head And you wind up dead She's been bleeding since the day we met And we blew it all away Live at Gilmore Guitars, Levi Cuss. Thank you very much, man. Yeah, thank you. And thanks for coming down from Calgary, making the making the trip. My pleasure. So, can I just say a little? Sure, you can say whatever you want. This guitar. I'm playing the Dave Gilmore. I don't know what this thing is. It's that is the Brazilian rosewood parlor guitar. It is beautiful, man. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you letting me play. It's a. I think it's a special guitar. It is. So. So uh, you've got some songs in the can that are ready to come out. Any indication of when people can can get to them? So those, I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go mid February. I I I I just I'm just waiting for like a a grant proposal, and and I think by mid February I'll find out if if it's a good or okay, and then and then I'm gonna release after that. Yeah, awesome. And uh, when you do release all your typical streaming platforms. Streaming services. All free. All all the time. (laughs) (laughs) One day we're going to be able to figure out how to make money doing this thing. Writing songs. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I I believe that the people are are getting to the tipping point right now. And uh, collective consciousness is going to force force the hand of the uh, evil empire. And uh, we're going to make something happen. Well, on that note, it's live at Gilmore Guitars. Levi Cuss. It's in the can. <laughs>